Thought Life Podcast. I am your host, Michael Anderson. If you're loving the podcast, please subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes. And leave us a rating and a review if you're on a platform that supports it. Many of you have done so already, and we certainly want to thank you for that act of kindness. Today we're going to discuss the millionaire mindset. I want to tell you it was three or four years ago, somewhere in that range, where I really started to see this concept quite a bit in the world that I revolve in. I thought that, you know, it was going to be very much specific to people who had achieved that status, that had done the work to achieve millionaire status. As I dug in, family, what I quickly came to understand is it's not that. No, it's not. So what exactly does it mean? Is it something that only people can learn from being a millionaire or achieving that status? Absolutely not. A millionaire mindset has literally very little to do with becoming a millionaire, ironically. A millionaire mindset is about, obviously, mindset, focus, awareness, persistence, and devotion toward obtaining a specific outcome. Family, it's about drive, determination, and resilience to make your inner dreams and aspirations a reality. There's no such thing as giving up in this mindset. Another way to think of it is it's a core set of behaviors that have been proven to satisfy the requirements for a successful outcome, no matter what may be faced. Typically, individuals with a millionaire mindset, they're great visualizers. They imagine and see very vividly the steps they need to take toward their outcome, or sometimes they just see their outcome and they remain open and flexible to life events and they ebb and flow with life. This is, in fact, the millionaire mindset in a nutshell. Here's the big idea. If you want to achieve your goals, you start by behaving as if you already have obtained your goal, your dream, your aspiration. We're going to talk about the habits that you would find in this millionaire mindset. But because there's so much content, what I've opted to do is to break this into two parts. We'll have part one where we'll talk about the habits and we're going to go deep into this. And then we'll have a part two where we look at the pro tips. Let us begin by saying this. It doesn't matter where you are in your journey. It doesn't matter what level of living you're doing today. It doesn't matter that you've had some setbacks and some disappointments. None of those things matter. If your pursuit is more important than the previous set of circumstances that you faced, for us to be able to do this and to do this effectively, we have to reconcile our past. We have to accept those things that are previous past events, past hurts, past pains, past disappointments. And as we reconcile, we accept that these things happened and that they stunk and that they didn't feel good. 
But now is the time for us to recognize that those events do not define our future. What we do today, what we do right now in this very moment, in this space and continuum that we're in right now, this is where change takes place. And we can utilize all of that pain back yonder, right, to help us get rooted and grounded in today, in this moment, so that when we start going through these habits, you can begin to put them on. You can begin to wear them like coats, shoes, and socks. They they become a part of your uniform each day. But in order for us to do that, we have to accept these things that have occurred in the past. We have to reconcile them, and we've got to be okay with those things happening learning from them, which parts worked well, which parts did not. And then therein lies the growth. We formulate a new plan to get to where we need to go, making necessary modifications using the failures as a springboard. Now, I'm your biggest fan. I am your biggest cheerleader. I know that you can do this. So let's jump right in. Number one is personal growth and development. Personal growth and development is inevitable as you're working toward the goal. Why? You got to get yourself together. You got to get your mindset right. You got to get in a positive state so that you've got a good foundation to begin to utilize skills that will propel you forward. Staying in a growth mindset during your journey is going to set you up for success so that when you have a setback, when you have a failure, when something doesn't quite work out, you have something now that you can look back at as an anchor, your positive mindset, your can-do attitude, this new millionaire mindset that says, I've got the habits, I'm And if I don't have the habits, I'm developing the habits to achieve what it is I want to achieve. We have to recognize that working on us is probably one of the coolest and probably one of the hardest things we can do at the exact same time. But this is why the number of people who are uber successful is such a very small slice of the world, not just the U.S., So when you think about personal development, this is you getting to know you, spending time with you, learning what makes you tick and what ticks you off and what those buttons are and what your triggers are and turning all that negative stuff off one by one while you capitalize on your strengths and deep see this mindset that says, I can do it. I am not a microwave. I'm a stove. I'm here for the long haul. This is numero uno. This is what the channel was formed for to help with this first element, which in the eyes of all that operate in this realm to include the science based information that we share with you week over week, month over month. There's a strong background that we have that is science-based that supports all of these concepts and ideas. And we know as an absolute fact, 
if you're going to be successful, it's because you've been doing the work on you, in you, for you. Number two, goal-oriented. This is the second habit. First habit was personal growth and development. The second habit is goal-oriented. And really what this means is you've got to focus and you've got to plan. If you don't have goals on your mind, what is it that you're going to achieve? How is it that you won't drift? And it doesn't matter what the goal is. It could be a career-based goal. It could be a performance-based goal. It could be a financial goal. It could be turning off one of your triggers. No matter what the goal is, we have to identify what it is we're going to do. Early on in the development of our first 30 episodes, which were contributed by what I'm calling the early founders, we talked at length about setting long and short-term goals, creating a vision for your life. I would highly encourage you taking a listen at those to refresh your memory, particularly if you're new to this podcast. But once you have a goal in mind, write your goals down on a three-by-five card. Read your goals every single day and make certain that you have good accountability lined up at some interval that's comfortable for you. If you don't have anybody in your circle that can help you with accountability, hire someone. It's imperative that you're checking in with somebody on a regular interval so that they can see that you're doing what you said you were going to do. This is one of those things that is habit forming. We know on average it takes us anywhere between 60 to 72 days to form a new habit where it's deep-seated, semi-automatic. And it's in these sorts of check-ins that we start to build that muscle. We start to hone that muscle so that at a period of time it becomes automatic for us. Number three, become a life learner. I'm going to say something here that may be a wee bit controversial. I can back it up. Before I became a life learner, doing life in all the arenas that I have to do life in was very difficult. When I look back on it now, now that I've become a life learner and I'm learning new things literally every single day, life is not nearly as difficult as it used to be. Herein lies the controversial statement. I feel like for me personally, when I was operating with the information that I had obtained whenever I obtained it in the past, I feel like it had a finite life. The world that we live in is ever-changing, advancing, and it's moving incredibly fast. When I became a life learner, It was almost as if the background that I had for all the topics that I knew something about served as a base. And then as things changed, I only needed to add incremental components to it to remain current. That allowed me to even broaden the things that I'm able to talk about. Life doesn't have to be hard, family. If you will become a life learner, 
you will get exposed to so much information. You'll make so many new neurological connections in your brain that you'll be able to literally think through things almost effortlessly. I'm not saying that you want to be a violinist. You're going to find that to be simple and easy with no practice. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is for the common things that we run up against, think about mindset, think about focus, think about goals, think about planning. These are the things that we're facing every single day. And these things would appear to be hard. Growing a business is hard. Moving my career from this level to the next level is hard. It's, it's not necessarily hard if you keep yourself refined in the know and you do that through continuous learning. When you're a continuous learner, you are faced to pivot in a particular situation. Continuous learners always have something that they seem to be able to pull from when they have to pivot. And if they don't have something that they can readily assess in their minds, then they know exactly where they need to go to get the tidbit, the nugget that they need to help them get through that situation and literally make the pivot. Over the past decade, studies on dementia have consistently shown that the more time you spend in education, the lower your risk of dementia. This is a well-published piece from the University of Cambridge. There's an 11% decrease in the risk of developing dementia per additional year of education that you have. So it doesn't even have to be at the collegiate level. This just means learning new information and reviewing the information on a periodic basis, right? So that it gets written deep into the memory. Family, if you're able to do this, you're going to see your life literally turn from being complicated all the time to far less complicated all the time. One might say manageable. Number four, persistent networking. So many times I talk to people and they say, I ask them, do you network? Do you get out? Are you okay with letting your guard down and being transparent and making new human connections? And they go, no, man, I don't want to do that. That takes so much energy. I don't know what to say. I don't, I don't know how to kickstart those conversations. It just makes me feel awkward. I understand that completely. I went through every single phase of that, so I totally get it. But if you will just think about what it takes to make a friend, if you think through the past two, three, four friends you've made, what you've done to make a friend, repeat that process. When I go to events, I always see someone who looks ultra uncomfortable. Those are great targets for you. Go and introduce yourself to them. And here's the key to here in networking. If you're talking to someone and you're like me, you have a goal of meeting seven new people. When you're talking to that one person, you don't look anywhere else. You look them like square in the face, not weird, you know, not penetrating, but you give them eye contact, you square your body up, 
so that you're facing them and you're not looking around for who your next person to talk to is. You're giving them undivided attention. And I assure you, if you just use this simple approach, have a target number of people you're going to talk to, show yourself friendly, be a little bit vulnerable. We'll take a look at Google and do some conversation starters. If you're really super duper uncomfortable, you'll do these things. You'll begin to meet some incredible people. I now network like a crazy man because I'm meeting people who are like minded. I'm meeting people that have similar goals and aspirations. I'm meeting people who have already done what I want to do. So they create a fantastic resource for me. They'll be a fantastic resource for you, too. And this is how you have those quantum leaps. This is how you prevent yourself from hitting your head against the wall. You utilize people, friendships, partnerships. You got to give something in a relationship. Don't get me wrong. But you can utilize these new friendships to really help propel you to where it is you want to go. Number five is delayed gratification. I'm not going to spend a lot of time here, but I do want to make sure that you understand that this is a journey. And on a journey, it's not going to be a quick win. It's going to require some staying power. Thus far, we've given you some things to consider. Your personal growth, having that can-do mindset. Being goal-oriented with a focus and a proper plan. Becoming a life learner and then persistent networking. All of these things are going to help you to create a version of yourself that can go the distance. I don't want you to think about yourself as a microwave. Think about yourself like a stove. It takes you a little time to warm up to your appropriate temperature. And once you get to your appropriate temperature, depending on what type of meal you're going to place in there, it could be anywhere from 45 minutes to a half a day. That's a long cook time. So as you look at your goals, you look at your dreams and your aspirations, look at them from a position of a stove and not from a microwave. You're going to have to be prepared to go the distance. I would like for you to be the type of person who can enjoy every minute of the journey, no matter what you're faced with. And it's that type of can do. It's that type of positive mental attitude. It's that type of discipline that will take you to precisely where it is you desire to go if you don't give up. Delayed gratification is important for your next step. And then finally, accept your mistakes as they come. To learn, to grow, you have to have mistakes. You have to have some setbacks. And if you know like I know that these are not final and that they don't define you, they are merely learning blocks. They are merely scenarios that have been placed strategically in your path to help you learn something that you didn't know to uncover something that had not been uncovered by you. As you come along or are going through the journey and you're meeting all these phenomenal people, those will be the people that will help you get through this. They will be the people who will help 
undergird you when you get a little bit weak. There'll be the people who will say, you know what? I experienced something very similar. Let me tell you what I did. And you'll be able to utilize that twofold for encouragement, knowing that you're not alone. Somebody else has gone through it and succeeded. And then you'll also be able to leverage that same comment now for inspiration as to how you might utilize their approach to solve your problem. But you got to be nice to yourself. You got to give yourself a break. You can't be in the camp that says, I failed, it's over, it's done, throwing a towel. We don't do that. We don't do that. Not on this journey, okay? And then as a bonus, I just want to tell you, don't make any excuses. If something went down and it didn't go down the way you thought it would, that's totally fine. Here's how we deal with this. We make a list of here's what we did. Here's what went well. Here's what did not go well. What went well gave us 60%. We need another 40%. We need to look at that piece that didn't go well. Rethink it. Maybe enter into our mastermind group and get some nuggets, some hints, some suggestions. Maybe do a little bit of Google thumping and find what's going to be your next strategy. How are you going to revise that? How are you going to break through whatever it is that gave you a momentary pause? And we're not going to make excuses. We're just going to rethink what didn't go well and then we're going to press on. And we're going to do this from a position of love. And that makes everything that we do that much easier because we don't have a whole lot of negative energy in our space. I'm going to pause here. This will conclude this episode. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Please share this with family, friends, and colleagues. And tag me on IG at Your Thought Life, Y-O-R Thought Life, no spaces. I want to remind you, you are enough. You can do it. And you are uniquely equipped to realize your goals. We'll see you over in part two. And until next time, take care and be safe.